Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Star Spangled Eurovision. I'm Max. I'm here with my lovely co-hosts, Alex and Bart. Aw, thanks, Max. You're lovely, too. Aw, thank you. Hi, everyone. Everyone listening is also so lovely. (laughs) Yes, we love you all. Thank you so much for listening. And today is a very special day because it is our last episode of reviews before we start getting into contest week. So by the time you're listening to this, it'll be rehearsal week for Eurovision. And then next week, we have the shows. Two years in the making. We've been, it's been so long. It's been so long since we have a show. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like we were still amping up for a show last time. Like, yeah, but I consider it a show, even though no one like technically won. We all know that Iceland like pseudo won, right? Yeah. No. (laughs) I don't think that that's true, but (laughs) I mean, that's how I see it. Like they basically. Well, Malta won our jury, and that's obviously the very official result. Yeah, but, like, if you look at my votes... <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember who you voted I, for. I, Iceland, Iceland definitely won. And I feel like that's the more legitimate poll to go by. Okay, I'm pretty yeah. sure... Well, no, I didn't give Malta 12 points, but Bart did. I did. <laughs> we definitely decided that Alex is the tastemaker of this group, too, so <laughs> she's definitely right. <laughs> it's not me. Last year I gave Azerbaijan 12 points, so... Oh, God, yes. Yeah, yes. Tough yeah. look for you. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Malta and Azerbaijan and other countries, those are the ones we're going over today. So today, we're going to be talking about, first about the Israel revamp, uh, because it is pretty different from the original version that we talked about in our very first episode this of uh, this season. Uh, then we're going to be doing Azerbaijan, Georgia, and Malta. I'm excited. Let's do it. Let's get this shit over with. Great. So let's start with... Okay, Bart. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last one. They're already by the end. Yeah. So we have our last episode of reviews. Next week, we'll have a Eurovision preview for you. And then after the contest, we'll have our official debrief like we do every year. So Our, our hungover episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so let's get into today's episode. So first up, we have... Eden Elaine with her song Set Me Free. The no, you gotta version. sing it. Set me free. Oh, no, you should just say it. Can you do the whistle tone? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely cut that. <laughs> no, I think we should leave that in. I felt like it was organic. Okay, let's take a listen to the real thing. Yeah. I'm so awesome. Can we get some water we're living for? Your reason, spicy season, like we did before. Let me take you higher, set the place on fire. 2021 degrees, feel my beating heart and set me free. Set me free. Set me free. Set me free. Set me So I feel like people now all of a sudden have decided that, like, this song is really great, and, like, now we love it and are standing it, and I want to say, I feel like we liked it from the beginning and thought it was good, but I, overall, 
like there are definitely improvements made. Like the whistle tone is great, the production is sleeker. I just feel like the chorus is kind of like more of a hook, but like also kind of interesting because it's like not it's like it's like not really like melodic or anything, you know. It's just like kind of like that more modern feel. So I really like this. I'm glad that they did the revamp. I like the song to begin with. I feel like I had it in my top ten before and was giving it points, and no one else was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that might be a tough look for me. But now like everyone's on the same page, so. Once again, I am clairvoyant in my taste for what will end up being <laughs> I mean, good. I also liked it at the beginning, but it really fell down in my rankings. Um, so in that, I'm the opposite of you, but I do think that this is a massive improvement and that it brought it back up to, I don't know if it's top 10 yet, but it's it's very good. I, I It's a massive improvement for me, honestly. Like, um, just like a... Like, it made it so much fresher. Like, it really brought it into sort of, like, a really modern direction. And she's just, oh, in that video, she's so fabulous. And she's just, she's a star. I mean, we keep saying this, but, like, Eden is a real star. And she's got, like, a really bright future ahead of her. And, yeah, she's just fab. She's great. Those whistle notes, oh. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, um... I I like this version. I, I also like the other version though. I, I and I listened to that one um, as much as I'll probably listen to this one. What I really liked about this one is I thought that it kind of it brought out more of like her 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 attitude, like her sassiness. And I think that um, I didn't really get a feel of that before. It kind of felt like, oh, you have this woman who's kind of performing the Eurovision song but when I saw her like in this new music video doing her thing it kind of felt like she was like letting loose a little bit more and had more fun with it like more freedom and I'm really excited to see that kind of take place on stage because I felt like I got to see more of her personality in this and it was just it was a lot more fun yeah I think that's what's exciting about the revamp is that a, the production, I mean, the production got a lot better, which is exciting, but it's like that production doesn't always qualify, like, or the production doesn't always transfer to the live performance. Like, a live performance at the end is very different. Like, you can produce a song amazingly, and it might, might not be good live. <laughs> but in this one, they clearly are, like, letting her, like, made it more performance-ready. Like, she could really do, like, a dance break on the chorus. She has a lot more ways to, like, improv and, like, really let that, like, star quality shine. So, yeah, I thought that, like, it was just overall very well done for a revamp. Yeah, and I think because it seemed for the first version that she wasn't super into it as much. Whereas, like, I think I can tell from this revamp that she's maybe more... Like it, yeah. She shines through this a little more. Like it's a lot of her personality comes up. Yeah, <laughs> it's grown on her too. Like she's much more into the song than she was in the original version. Um, yeah, it's big improvement. We love Eden, and I think she's going to do well. All right. On that note, let us move on to our next song. We are going over to Azerbaijan, who is once again sending Effendi. Your your deuce poing. My deuce point last year. Uh, but let's see if she can win my heart again this year with her equally historic effort, Matahari. Mesmerizing, moving my hips, you are trying. You can resist, try to fight it. Got a story to tell, just like Cleopatra. The army of lovers. Mama 
before we start on the review, um, we should probably acknowledge that Effendi has posted some stuff on social media that is a little um, problematic in support of the conflict between Azerbaijan and Armenia. So... Okay, so... <laughs> I mean, it's not like a quagmire we should wade into. No, 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 I'm, I'm not saying... No, I mean, it's definitely not a quagmire we should, we should weigh into right now. But at the same time, like, she is a very young person, and she is from Azerbaijan, and I'm sure that, you know, it's something that affects her community, her friends and her family. Obviously, she's going to invest in their side. Like, I don't actually think we need to have this particular piece in the podcast. Okay. But, like, I think that she's too young, and this is not the type of profession where, because she's a Eurovision, and like, enterer, that she can be held accountable yeah. to the same standards that we hold people accountable. For I fully agree. I just, I do want to just acknowledge it because it has been causing a lot of, um, there's been a big conversation about it in the Twitter fandom. Um, just, I think it's important just to acknowledge that this is out there. Um, and that, you know, we can't just like ignore the fact that she's been saying a lot of stuff. Okay. I mean, I as long as you put it with the, I guess, yeah, we should keep just like, my, keep my shit in then. Like, I was like, we should just acknowledge, yeah. uh, that she's posted some stuff and that can rub people the wrong way. Um, but in our review, let's say putting politics aside, as we should for this contest in general, not that we've always stuck to that rule, but, um, I do actually really like the song, like quite a bit. At first, I mean, okay, it literally is Cleopatra 2.0. Like, it is <laughs> truly, like, she came back with exactly the same thing. It, like, quite literally references Cleopatra in the song. Uh, so she's giving us exactly what I gave my 12 points to last year, so I can't be mad. Um, and it's also kind of like a banger. So it's, it's kind of, like, conflicted as I feel um, about some of the stuff she's posted. I also do listen to this regularly, I feel weird about it but yeah I have to admit that I mean she's a very good performer and like it's a good song and I, I mean granted like I'm not on Twitter the same way that everyone else has so and I'm gonna give her just the benefit of the doubt given like, the fact that she is Azerbaijani and I'm sure that she's bested in her side but um, I think that like it's a bop and I think that the same I guess in the same vein of what we saw from Israel that she really has tremendous like stage presence and she's going to bring it and it's going to be a very popular hit to listen to a Eurovision this year. Yeah, I mean it's Azerbaijan so the live performance is going to have like production quality out the roof and it's going to be insane and this yeah. is like really built for that so I'm going to like for it's sure. definitely going to be a great performance. I really have to say it's fun, like, listening to it right now, and I think the person who listened to it, I was like, I don't love it. Like, Cleopatra 2.0 would definitely a bop, like, could be great. And then I feel like I haven't listened to it literally at all since then. Like, for some reason, like, it's always just, like, too high-key. I don't know, something about it, like, doesn't really want to listen to it. And now watching it again, I was like, oh, I should listen to this next time. And I'm not sure if I will or not. <laughs> but I guess we'll probably find out in the, in the reviewer prediction show. Like, does it grow on me this week? Or am I still like, eh, 
high key, like would be fun in a club, but like not really something I want to listen to. I know this. I was on a road trip recently, and this came on in the car several times, and every time I was jamming out. Like it was. It's just like it's really fun. I think more so than Cleopatra, it's actually more of like a club banger. Like Cleopatra was really just like all over the place, but it's not something you could really like dance to. Whereas like this has like a really good like dance breakdown, and I think. Last year, I feel like it was just, it was so much like a kitchen sink kind of thing where it's like, I was really looking forward to the performance. I love the visual aspects of it. And it was just like really everywhere, but it's not something I really listened to all that much. Whereas I think this is more like reversed where like, I like this. Actually, this is exactly how I felt about, um, it's exactly how I felt about like the roof and how I felt about Iceland this year. Whereas like, I think I like the package of Cleopatra better, but I like the song Matahari better. So to go to go off of that, you know, when we think of Eurovision as a competition, the fact that it really is one night, the fact that the majority of voters would have not listened to this in their cars or, you know, mm -hmm. on their walks for a lot of time, then Cleopatra probably would have scored better because it would have been more memorable. Whereas Club Bangers and Matahari is like fairly repetitive in nature. So she'd have to really overcompensate, which Azerbaijan has the money for. But the question is, does she have it and does like the crew have it to make it stick out more than the other things that we've seen um, or listened to throughout this year of Eurovision? I, I don't think that it's going to win. I think that it might make it in the top 10, but it depends on all the other stuff and not on. Yeah. I think it'll only get into the semis, but I don't think it'll be top 10. I feel like, I think the thing about Cleopatra is that it was so batshit crazy. Like, it was insane, but it was, like, interesting because it was so off the wall. Mm -hmm. And this one, I feel like, is more danceable. It is more of a banger. But I feel like I, in that way, I'm kind of just like, oh, another ethno banger. And, like, it kind of, like, I just kind of put it more in that, like, in that category, which, like, don't get me wrong, like, I love, like, Fuego, El Diablo, like, so many of them, but it does feel more like something that's, like, been done before, whereas Cleopatra felt, like, as a package, like, more unique to me. I wouldn't rule it out of the top ten, though, because remember Chinggis, like, his song was, like, it was, like, a nice song to, like, listen to, but it wasn't really anything special, but the performance was really good, because it's yeah, actually a lot of money. Like, it and, really yeah. depends on... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, if she can bring it live, then I think top ten is an absolute possibility for her. I would say possibility, but not assured. Oh, no. Yeah, fair. I think Queen Batcher would have been assured in top ten spot, because they're just so fucking wild. Um, whereas Matahari, really, she needs to bring it live. I mean, I... Whoever is behind the songwriting, I think is... I really like them. Uh, just, I, I really, I love the cheeky reference to last year, and there's also... Is it a cheeky reference, or is it just that they don't know a lot about history, and they're like, let's just go with Cleopatra again, because that's what we know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, too close to hope to, like, not be a cheeky reference, I don't know. <laughs> um, there's also, like, a kind of weird hidden reference to, um, the song Crucified by Army of Lovers, which... Is like a really deep take, but someone on Twitter pointed it out, and now I can't not hear it, and it's very... I love that, too. Like, it's just... Whoever's writing these songs is just, like, very clever. Like, they had some really fun lines in their, in the song last year, too. Um, so just a shout-out to the songwriters. I, I love them. <laughs> I mean, they might also be problematic, but... <laughs> 
I mean, yes, but we don't know who they are, so we can't yeah, I was confirm gonna say, I was or gonna deny. Say, like, if you hear from like Armenia or Azerbaijan, then they're probably gonna be like, like, uh, if you want to be unproblematic, just don't say anything. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with like having countries in this competition where like a lot of things there are problematic, and especially the representatives usually have to toe the government line. Um, I mean, actually, it seems like the composers are like Dutch. So. Oh yeah, I was just—I assumed they were like Swedish. To um, be you guys know me. Being Dutch is highly problematic in in my belief culture. Yeah, that's why you hated Birth of a New Age. <laughs> oh, that's such a good song. Okay. Anyways, we should move on, guys. Okay, let's move on to the other Caucasus nation competing this year. We have Georgia. Um, and returning for Georgia is Tornike Kipiani, this time with the song You. Let's take a listen. You are everywhere where I am. You're in everything that I do. So, um, I, I know you guys really didn't like it. I didn't hate it because it reminded me a lot of the vibes that I got when I saw like the movie or the play or the soundtrack to once, which is kind of like this folk music where the guy's just kind of talking about longing. And I kind of got that feel from this guy because he doesn't like show a lot of facial expression, which feels more organic. Like, Let's face it, like, if I'm going through a heartbreak, I'm not, like, super, like, throwing shit on the ground and, like, what you expect to see, like, in shows. I kind of just kind of sit there melancholy, which he's kind of just doing the whole time. Um, it's definitely not my favorite, but I feel like I latched onto it because you guys had such abrasive reactions to it. <laughs> so, like, am I ever going to listen to it? No, but you guys were so against it before it started that now I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to give it all my points. <laughs> yeah, I rest my case that Alex has the least taste on this podcast. <laughs> That's all I have to say. It's fucking bad. Tornike. I mean, I appreciate Georgia for marching to their own drum, but I really don't know what the fuck is going on here. <laughs> like, Maybe it's maybe it's the video more than the song, but it's just like like I was trying to figure out like this is like a commercial for which is like pretty sunsets and dolphins and it's just a man with like murder face <laughs> like just not even no expression but just like a like a psychopathy in his face like I don't know. <laughs> is that really the, like the I mean I feel like Eurovision like. Music videos many times are like super weird. Is that the weirdest there's you've ever weird, seen? Weird, and then there's just like I don't, I don't know. 
He just seems like a guy who, like, is decent at, like, his folky art form. And then they were like, hey, we're going to put you on video to do this thing. And he was like, this makes me uncomfortable. And they just made him do all these things. And he wasn't in his element. But, like, I mean, he has a good voice. Like, I don't think this... The song is boring, but, like, there's nothing wrong with his voice. And maybe it's also good, He just seemed uncomfortable on camera. Like, he's going to do horrible at Eurovision, but... Maybe it's also just, like, last year's song was just so, like... I don't even know if I should say offensive to me, but just, like, offensive to my ears. It was And my sensibilities. Oh, 100%. And... I mean, this is better than last year. Yes. Objectively (laughs) better than last year. I mean, that I'm is kinda, the lowest possible bar because last year I think it was like my actual yes, worst. Yes, but song. remember how we continuously say at the beginning of the episode we, that we can't judge them based on, or we're trying not to judge them based on their last performance. Yeah, but the like <laughs> last year you like could only go up from last year, and I'm still like this is my bottom. <laughs> oh yeah, like I mean it's it's definitely but also worst, just, but no, but I, what I mean is like maybe just like the weird toxic masculine vibes I got from last year somehow translated to this very, like, serene music video. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just really didn't sit right with me. I don't know. It, like, I mean, I, you I was, know, un, like, uneasy the whole time. I suffer from insomnia many times, and I feel like this song is, like, perfect for that. Like, it might actually help me get over sleep deprivation. This like would very, scare me into nightmares. Well, I wouldn't actually watch the music. I wouldn't, okay. like, I have no desire to ever watch this guy's face ever again. Like, it, it was a bad music video. It's not a good song. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not a good song. It was a horrible music video. But you improved from last time. So maybe if you keep it up every year, in 20 years, when you start singing... Barton Max won't ferociously laugh at you through the entire video. <laughs> I'm just silent. <laughs> Which is the best compliment you can get in this room. <laughs> I mean, I hope he never comes back to Eurovision. <laughs> and also, I'm still kind of processing what happens. Because I really lost it while watching the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were both well, losing it. Basically <laughs> crying tears of laughter. <laughs> it's just, it's kind of like a really ridiculous video. It's for like, like no reason. It's kind of like when you laugh and you're just like uncomfortable at a dinner party <laughs> when like someone says some shit and like you don't really know how to react and you just kind of like laugh. Uncontrollably, <laughs> like <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's it. That's exactly it. Can we end on a positive note? Yes. Let us move on to our final country of this season, Malta, our favorite stand country. And coming back from Malta is the one and only Destiny, this time with the song, Shimikas. If you feel like haunting tonight, it's alright, it's alright. Friend. 
obviously Malta made us wait until like I think the very last day of eligibility, the very last song, and just like blew everyone out of the fucking water with excellence, and it is perfect. This song, it just, I was like honestly stressed. We like had this whole year this idea that like we're not going to compare to last year. And I obviously completely stand about to last year. Deuce Point, like, had his number one. It won our poll. I actually don't know if um, All of My Love would have won Eurovision, which always got me down, but it was, like, a perfect song for me. I really love that kind of, like, rudimental R&B electro kind of, like, vibe. And I feel like as a song itself, I would say that, like, I loved All of My Love. Like, it'll be one of my top songs forever. And I probably might like it more than a song than Je Me Casse. But I think Jean Lacasse is, like, the whole package and will be a Eurovision winner. Like, it's quirky. It has an electro swing feel. It's not, like, anything else in the competition. Like, it doesn't feel generic at all. It feels, like, kind of winking at itself and quirky and has, like, a kind of fake message. But it's also just a party song. Like, the Malta clearly is, like, throwing a fuck ton of money at this and is going to make the staging crazy. Destiny's a complete star. Like, you can tell she loves the song. Like, she's feeling it. They're like, okay, like maybe one power note wasn't enough, so let's give her a two in the bridge <laughs> so she can like really belt it. And then just like when it came out, I was just like, wow, this is like the one thing that this, as I said, it feels like kind of nothing else this year in Eurovision. And I feel like it just really has that kind of like wow factor to hopefully win, in my opinion. It's getting my 12 points. Last song, best for last. Honestly, like we have this one friend who consistently is like, who is black? Like they're going to be <laughs> the top people that I'm going to vote for on the jury. And normally I'm like, well, that's not the fair way to do it. This time I'm like, yeah, like black people are taking your vision by storm this year. <laughs> I mean, yeah. This honestly. is a phenomenally like fun song. And I, you know, I just love when they bring in that, that, that trumpet, like, amazing. Like, I have absolutely no complaints. She did what we wanted her to do. Absolutely. And I think I'm a little bit on the reverse of you, Bart, in this, in that, like, I did like All My Love, but it wasn't my, like, 12 points. Like, I thought she, like, was an, had an amazing voice, and that song is great, but it wasn't, like, my favorite thing. Um, but then she just did... The electro swing thing, which I fucking love, and then just it was equally as fabulous. Like the video is just her in fabulous outfits being amazing, and just the voice is fucking incredible. Like this is everything I wanted from Malta. Like they, but and they still managed to over deliver, right? Like mm-hmm. it is honestly perfect, and I agree with you. Like my twelve points, absolutely going to Malta, and I really hope we go to Valletta next year. My hot take. However, is that in looking at, let's say, the last 10 or 15 years of Eurovision winners, none of them are really alike, right? They're all like all very different songs. And this gives me toy vibes a little too strongly. That I, and it's very soon after toy that I'm not sure that it will win. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, it's, it's like this quirky female empowerment bop sung by like a really sassy woman. Um, like the songs are different, but the vibe I get is, I think maybe too similar for it to win. And that is my fear. 
because I really, I do actually really want it to win. But just given the fact that, like, really, like, if you compare the last 10 winners of Eurovision, like, they're all very different. And I just, I don't know if, if it'll win. It's a weird take, but. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're going to get into predictions next week. Um, so I don't want to, like, fully ruin the show. <laughs> I still think this could win. And I feel like for me, just especially looking at the other ones in the top right now, the other two are Guillaume's Tears, um, with Tout l'Univers, and Voila by Barbara Pravi from France. And I, neither of those scream unique winners to me, honestly. Um, and you know my opinion that Italy never ends up winning, even though they always do really well, which I think is also up there. I mean, I think the one that, like, just personally, I think the one that would come out of nowhere would be, like, Iceland, if, like, actually they did recapture the magic and just the fandom is, like, not really seeing it. I see, like, why it could be compared to Toy, but I don't think it's that similar. And I also think it's such a strange year because there was no Eurovision last year. And there's so many of the other songs up there are kind of, like, more serious. And this is just playful. But it does feel like a year to go back to that. Yeah, I think you're right in that there's a lot of variables working in its favor. I mean, it's number one in the odds. And not that that really matters, like, before rehearsal week. But, like, yeah, we have Destiny, who's the star. The song is a big bop for sure, just impeccably produced, like, and there's just no, no doubt that she's going to deliver it live because she's an incredible vocalist and performer. Like we've seen her do some live versions of this. Granted, they were not like the full production, like they were like acoustic or, you know, um, sort of toned down versions. So we don't know what it's like going to look like on stage or if it's really going to be the, the big show that maybe we're expecting, but you know, I, there is a good chance it'll win for sure. Um, yeah, I feel like the one thing I will say is that I'm not entirely sure how they will stage this, mm-hmm. because the music video is incredible, and not to, like, draw the toy comparison too much, but, like, the one thing with toy was that Fuego shot up the ra- rankings because they had someone with, like, such a strong stage performance, and I could see this being similar where, like, you have a singer with a lot of, like, I mean, I think her voice is better than Netta's, but, like, with a great voice, like, strong stage presence, but, like, it's somehow, like, not quite the same package live. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you have, like, what, four backup dancers and a lot of fire and crazy, like, shit going on in the background and on the screens, like, you just have to make it look like you're an acid, and then you basically got yourself... A good performance, like, it wouldn't be too hard to it, I don't think that would work for this, though. Yeah. It has such a strong point of view in the music video, but I, they're clearly going to do the little, like, hand-dancing kind of saxophone playing in the stage performance. Yeah, and but And it's I just, mean, like, I mean, just looking at it, like, it's... Center it on her, like, put all of it as an emphasis on her. But that's the thing, like, in the music video, like, it's a lot of, like, her in different outfits and different angles... Doing different mm-hmm. dances, whereas like on stage you're not really gonna have that unless you incorporate some really creative camera work, right? So, I mean, we know that Destiny's got this really magnetic presence just from some of the like the live acoustic stuff that she's done, but that's also a very different vibe than what you're going for on the Eurovision stage. And the the like the absolute like joy of this like electric swing bit. Um, I just I don't know. Like, she's going to deliver the vocal flawlessly for sure. I just, yeah, I think you're right. But, like, the one where he's like, she might have a presence, but it, there could absolutely be another performance that 
you know, really sort of takes it away with the staging that pulls a fuego um, and really gives gives this a run for its money. I think if we were just judging on song and music video, far and away, Malt is the best. But I mean, I think that you also have to consider that apart from many other countries, like Malta is not going to be lacking in funding when it comes to getting this like staging up and going like it's not one of those like this is a great song but they always are like not great at staging like they've actually pulled through in the past so I think that it could but the staging is always fine I mean like like Italy always blows it like you already know that like Italy yes, is yeah gonna be bad. I agree with that yeah right like 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 <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I already know now. I'm like, okay, like that song's looking like it. It sounds good, but we're gonna watch it and we're gonna be like, what the fuck did you do? Like, cause that's just yeah. how they are. Like Malta, I'm like, okay, I'm not as worried. Like, I actually feel like you've you you do a better job than a lot. Yeah, of I mean, I actually agree. What you're given because I feel like if Italy had like really incredible staging, like that could be one that shot out of nowhere, but like it won't. <laughs> like I could honestly see the roof, which I don't like, like being really insane again, like El Diablo. I mean, San Marino always <laughs> been. Actually yeah, I mean, Adrenalina could be a threat, especially if they bring Florida. Like oh. <laughs> that could be a threat to Malta for sure. El Diablo is just gonna have like a bunch of small kids running around on stage being like, I love El Diablo! And then it's just gonna be a huge man with devil horns, CGI in the background, like going, <laughs> and she's like, that's hot! I would love that. But yeah, even with that, I would still hope, I hope that Destiny wins. And just like she didn't disappoint us with the song, I hope that they won't disappoint us with the staging. For sure. Are they allowed to have pyrotechnics? Yeah. Okay. Well, so. Yeah, there you go. I mean, you can't, like, many countries have tried to just dump pyrotechnics <laughs> into a song to make it good, and it doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. never going to forget watching Fuego and checking to make sure I still had my eyebrows. <laughs> it's like, it got, it got pretty hot. Yeah. Remember when... They didn't have an LED screen on stage, and Malta brought their own. <laughs> I love that. I will say that, yeah, Malta's, Malta clearly is gunning for the win, and they're going to, like, dump money into this performance. Like, they're so probably going to bring an LED screen, even if there is one, just because they need extra. You're be like, you can only have this many people on stage, and, like, that's cool, that's cool, but we also have 17 holograms. I mean, that's kind of what they did last year in yeah. 2019, right, with Chameleon. They had, like, their own set. Yeah. They're going to build a real waterfall on stage, like the music video. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking excited. Uh, regardless, it's going to be incredible. And But we'll save all of our predictions that we didn't already spoil for you for next week when we have our official prediction show. In the meantime, uh, follow us on various social media at SSC underscore pod on Twitter, at Star Spangled Eurovision on Instagram, at Facebook.com slash Star Spangled Eurovision. Send us an email if you want at Star Spangled Eurovision at gmail.com. Oh, and of course, you still have one more week to participate in our Star Spangled Jury. So send us your top 10 for this year. By Saturday, May 15th. You can send that to us on Twitter. You can send it to us by email at starspangledairyvision at gmail.com. However you want, send it to us. Just have it to us by May 15th. 
and we will include it in our jury rankings. So that is it for this week. We will see you all next week when we'll have some idea of what rehearsals look like, and we'll be better able to make some predictions for y'all. Bye, everyone. Bye.